Burnout is not always easy to recognize. It's common among physicians and can lead to devastating consequences for the physician, or it may compromise patient care. I'm Dr. Kirsten Patrick, Deputy Editor for CMAJ. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Shannon Ruzicki, General Internal Medicine Fellow at the University of Calgary. Dr. Ruzicki is also completing a Master's in Public Health from Johns Hopkins University. She co-authored a practice article in CMAJ called Five Things to Know About Physician Burnout with Dr. Jane Lemaire. Dr. Ruzicki is joining me today from Calgary to discuss the topic. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Kristen. Thank you for having me. Physician burnout is something that we hear about frequently. How would you define burnout? Burnout is a work-related syndrome or a collection of symptoms. Burnout is characterized by emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and a reduced sense of accomplishment. Burnout is not a mental illness, and it is not the same thing as depression. As it relates to physicians, burnout is a work-related hazard that we tend to see in occupations where people care for others and become emotionally invested in that care. So for physicians, this definition fits really strongly. Many of the caring and helping professions can suffer burnout, like nurses and social workers. But doctors face additional struggles that likely make them more susceptible to burnout. Things like long work hours and sleep deprivation. So why is it important for us to recognize and deal with burnout in the medical profession? It is important to recognize burnout early on because high levels of burnout and being burned out for a long duration has been associated with personal consequences, such as depression, suicide, relationship difficulties, and substance abuse, but also to professional consequences that lead to poor patient care. For example, burnt-out doctors spend less time with patients, they order unnecessary tests, and they report higher rates of adverse patient events. This can also affect healthcare systems as a whole, as burnt-out doctors tend to be less productive and are more likely to change jobs or leave the profession entirely, which is a significant cost to the healthcare system. So it seems like the whole um, system gets unbalanced if uh, its physician workforce is, is burnt out. Like there are ramifications and developing consequences throughout the system. Is that right? Yeah, I believe that's true. I think that when you have physicians who are not working in an optimal state, there are more errors, they're less productive, and they're less invested in improving the care of the system. So is it possible for a physician to recognize or self-identify that they are burned out? Physicians can self-identify, but it's uncommon and difficult. Physicians can be unaware that they are suffering from burnout, and it's important that we watch out for one another within our profession. A study of surgeons found that even though most of these surgeons had high scores on validated burnout assessments, they rated themselves as well or okay. It requires self-reflection to identify yourself as burnt out, and that is additionally difficult during an episode of burnout. In the culture of medicine, our expectations can be very high and even unrealistic. We need to recognize that if a colleague is underperforming, this may be due to burnout. Checking in with our colleagues and seeing if they need support is a behavior that we should encourage. And of course, we need to continue to enhance literacy around the topic of burnout through education that we can increase the likelihood that physicians will recognize signs of burnout in themselves and others. And as a burnout physician, you may experience emotional exhaustion or cynicism. You may feel less enthusiastic about your work or activities that you once enjoyed. Additional symptoms include depersonalization, which can manifest as an inability to connect with patients or your loved ones. And finally, a key symptom is a reduced sense of personal accomplishment, 
or that persistent feeling of failure or that you're not doing enough. You may be easily irritated, you may have poor sleep, and you may have a sense of hopelessness. So I want to pick up on that one word in the middle of what you said there, which is culture. And I wonder if the culture of medicine makes it particularly difficult for physicians to self-identify. As a physician myself, I think we we are such high achievers and we set such high standards for the profession, for each other, for ourselves, that it can be really hard to just put our feelings or, or our experience down to, I'm performing so badly. And I agree with that. And there is evidence to suggest in and from primary care that physicians associate their medical competence with how they're seen by their physician, other physicians and how they're seen by patients with how well they are. So physicians tend to have this idea that when they're sick, whether that's with a mental illness, a physical illness or burnout, that they're less medically competent and that other people will see them that way. That is really interesting. So where can physicians get help if they're experiencing burnout? Provincial medical organizations offer emergent and urgent services for physicians experiencing burnout. Residents can access help through their provincial residency association, and medical students can access assistance through the offices of learner wellness through their faculties of medicine. But further, your family physician can offer you resources and support. And making that link between self-awareness and reaching out for help, is there a stigma around burnout in the profession that means there's a barrier to being able to reach out for help? Yes, absolutely. So the necessity of reporting any substance abuse and mental health diagnosis or treatment to licensing bodies like provincial colleges can be a huge barrier to disclosure for the physician. Burnout is not a mental health diagnosis but it is associated with significant mental health concerns like depression, anxiety, and substance abuse. So licensing concerns certainly cross physicians' minds before disclosing challenges at work. Um, A survey of physicians has identified concerns about confidentially and seeking health care as a barrier to self-care for primary care physicians. And in addition, physicians who take care of other physicians are less likely to ask them questions around substance abuse, mood, and domestic violence than they would to non-physician patients. So I think that stigma is pervasive from help-seeking to treatment from other physicians. What do we know about the relationship between physician burnout and suicide completion in physicians? We know that physician burnout is linked to suicidality and depression, but what we really don't know is the exact number of physicians who die by suicide each year. And this data isn't collected at all in Canada, and the data from the U.S. is an estimate And it's widely cited that um, about 300 to 400 physicians commit suicide in the United States per year. But this data is from the early 2000s, and we don't have anything more up to date than that. Well, that's pretty awful, because completing suicide in the medical profession is horrific. So we should have uh, much clearer data on that. Yeah, it's unusual that we don't have better data. There is a recent study that looked specifically at residents in the United States over the last 14 years and identified 66 resident suicides for those 14 years. But I think that the clear numbers are just not known. So we're going to talk about the individual coping strategies and then how the organization and colleagues can help burned out physicians. There's been a lot of talk about individual resiliency as an approach, and there's been a criticism that we've maybe focused too much on that. What are some coping strategies on the individual level that a physician can use? Individual strategies that require skills teaching include practicing mindfulness, 
tactical breathing techniques, and resiliency training. These types of interventions require training in advance, and resources for this training can be recommended by provincial medical associations. But not all coping strategies require this special training. Research has shown that simple strategies can be effective. These include delegating tasks like hiring grocery delivery services or cleaning support for your home, reaching out to colleagues, scheduling an appointment with your family physician, saying no to non-essential commitments, optimizing nutrition and health, and avoiding social withdrawal can all be effective. But once burnout is set in, more formal support may be needed, and that at times, contacting your provincial physician support program may be required, and I encourage you to strongly consider this if you recognize yourself in the description of burnout. So in your article, you also mention organizational interventions directed at avoiding burnout in physicians. Can you tell us about those and speak about the research that underpins those organizational approaches? Structural interventions aimed at reducing burnout apply to the organizational culture and structures that physicians work in. And this organization can be at the level of your medical school, your residency program, the university, the hospitals, or the outpatient facilities. Examples include changes to duty hours, how many duty hours are worked consecutively, especially on call and overnight, changing from a 24-hour call system to a night float system where the nights are covered by someone different to the day, and improving access to family physician and mental health support for residents. An important issue is the efficiency of your practice, and recent research has focused on practice delivery changes. So for example, a recent study showed that chaos like lost charts and poor patient flow in an outpatient clinic is associated with burnout and patient errors. There is also very good evidence that effective leadership decreases burnout. Two recent meta-analyses that we cited in our article compared these individual-directed interventions to system-level interventions and found that systems-level interventions tend to be more effective at reducing burnout than individual-directed. But tackling physician burnout likely requires a combination of individual and system-directed strategies. I'm interested to hear that those meta-analyses found that systems approaches were actually working better than individual approaches. And I wonder if you can tell me why that is, or why do you think that is? It's hard to know why, because the meta-analyses didn't delve into causality. But I suspect that when you have physicians who are already spending a lot of their energy at work and their mental energy just surviving day-to-day, especially if they're burnt out, It's hard to ask them to take on additional tasks. Most physicians would love to optimize their nutrition and their health and would love to spend more time with their loved ones or connecting with colleagues. But because of the structure of medicine and burnout, it becomes harder and harder to do those things that make you well. So you kind of get into a spiral where you start to have burnout because you can't do the things that make you better because of the system you work in and your burnout gets worse as you can't get out of that cycle. And I think the system-level strategies are more effective because they prevent work burnout and they don't require an individual commitment by an overstretched physician. So if your, your call schedule is more favorable to seeing your family and optimizing your nutrition and exercising, you're more likely to do those things than if you have to fight against your call system and fight against your practice delivery method. I'm sure that's what makes it quite difficult because systems-level interventions are often very difficult to implement and to tweak one part of the system without disrupting the whole the whole chain of how things work. I think sometimes it takes quite a lot of advocacy on the part of physician groups or um, or physician representatives to 
engender a change in the system or to get management to see or engage with a problem. And I wonder how uh, physicians can advocate more for system changes. And I agree with you. It's very difficult when you're a physician who works in a university, who works for a provincial delivery system, to coordinate change within yourself and your call group, and then with the hospital, and then with your provincial organization. There are so many barriers to systems change. I think an important way to advocate is for people who are in leadership positions So people who are on residency training committees, program directors, chief residents, people who are members of their provincial organizations should start to ask themselves, how are the things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis as a committee or an organization or an association impacting wellness? And are we taking wellness into consideration when we make smaller decisions? So for example, when you're looking at your call schedule, Do you ever stop as a program director and ask yourself, is this the best way for us to be doing call? Have we looked at evidence-based methods for reducing burnout through call schedules? Or if you're on a provincial organization and you're looking at uh, your day-to-day changes, have you looked at the evidence behind improving wellness and incorporated that into those changes? And I think that kind of education or just considering wellness and burnout when making small decisions will really add up. Thank you, Shannon. That's been really informative. Thank you for having me again, Kirsten. I appreciate it. I've been speaking with Dr. Shannon Ruzicki, General Internal Medicine Fellow at the University of Calgary. She co-wrote a practice article published in CMAJ called Five Things to Know About Physician Burnout. To read the article she co-authored, visit cmaj.ca. If you've been listening to our CMAJ podcasts, let us know how we're doing. Please leave us a rating on iTunes or give us your feedback on SoundCloud or any of our social media channels.